Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 9 Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family, Friends and Family, Baseball Friends and Family, Family. Just, we should say Anyways. Family from now on. We should start saying Family. Family. Anyways, I'm Brad, and as always, I'm joined by Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. You got it! I did get it. Nailed it! <laughs> Take 26. Look, That's that was pretty impressive, man. <laughs> anyway. We, we don't have too much for you today just because there wasn't a whole lot that went on, but instead it was big news. So I guess you could say we're going uh, for quantity over quality this week. going to talk about proposals for around. spring training 2.0, uh, ways that Major League Baseball is going to try to get a season in, and then we'll go through and talk about our games of the week. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, before, do it. Before we do that, let's talk about how you can get in touch with the show. You can join the VIP group on Facebook. Search 9 Plus as VIPs. We will add you. Great places for uh, conversation and things like that. And you can also submit to the mailbag. We always talk about questions, comments, snide remarks, concerns, topics, whatever you want. We do that. Um, shoot us a message through the mailbag. Every, there's a link in every episode to the mailbag. Also, follow us on Instagram at Baseball Together. Follow us on Twitter at Baseball, the number two, together at Baseball Together on Twitter. Sure. All right. That settles that. Now, Brig. Yeah. Let's talk proposals. Wait. Before we do that, I have a question for you. What's your question for me? What are you wearing? <laughs> well today i have on the arizona baseball together shirt in black with sedona red and white and on top the hat i'm wearing my pirate hat again because i can't get enough of it i can't get enough of the corona pirate me neither man so me neither what about you brig what are you wearing today i got my foul lines t-shirt on it's my this one's cincinnati and I am wearing nice. my perfect hat. Oh, yeah. Sweet. It's the best. It's so perfect. It's perfect. I got mine up here, up above. You can see it on video. You can see my perfect hat up there. Show enough. We'll put links in the doobly-doo. Yeah, I've been slacking on putting those links in the doobly-doo, but I'll make sure they're there this time for sure. Bro. Get For both hats and the shirts. There's always a link to the shop in the doobly-doo, though, so you can always get yeah. there that way. Yeah. And, uh, and the way you search for stuff that perusing. fits your team is to search by city. That's it. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. Yep. All right. right. All right, Brad. Let's okay. talk current events. All right. So we had a couple of proposals come down by Major League Baseball this week about ways that they're going to try to get spring training in and then the season as well. Yeah. So we mentioned last week that Scotty B, Scott Boris, had said, hey, 
let's put everybody in a bubble and then we can test every day and then you can go play baseball. We laughed at it and said it was ridiculous. <laughs> There's a lot of things about it that are ridiculous. <laughs> And then... Come to find out, <laughs> Major League Baseball thought, you know, you might be onto something there. Oh, Scotty B. Got more good ideas. <laughs> so, so Major League Baseball, instead of just having teams in Florida, teams in Arizona, let's bring everybody to Arizona. Yeah. Everybody. And the reason they chose Arizona instead of Florida is because of the proximity of the ballparks. Right. You've got... For sure. You've got 11 spring training facilities... Plus, wait, 10 spring training facilities plus Chase Field to play. Yeah. Right? Yep. So you, so you could do it that way, you know, and, and play some. And there were some rules that they were going to incorporate to kind of facilitate the proximity of the, like, I guess the way they're going to do the games, the scheduling, things like that. One of them was seven inning double headers. Yeah. Which I I don't love it from a TV aspect and also from, like, records statistics and also yeah, yep. statistics yeah because it doesn't really match up like um because how many how many games do you watch where a team chips away at the lead in the seventh inning oh you know you're that, down six that's when it goes two down in the seventh yes two in the eighth three in the ninth to win the game yeah absolutely right yes. so, so i'm not wild about the seven inning double headers nope okay but we're not um, really tracking everything the same way anyway. All, I mean, already we know that this is mm-hmm. going to be counted differently on every level. So, yep, there is going to be one big fat asterisk next to this entire season if it gets yeah. played. Yeah, about as big as the <laughs> one so next to reasons. 2017. Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. almost. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry. sorry, I couldn't help. But it. no, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine because <laughs> since they're not playing games, we have to get, we have to get at the Astros somehow. You right? have to. We have to. We have to continue it. We d- we're it's throwing tradition. We're throwing inside right now. I think exactly. What's Nobody going else on. can throw, so we're gonna That's throw. Right. <laughs> Speaking, did you did you see what the Mets did this week? No. Speaking of which, so a lot of teams have been doing <laughs> like simulated games yeah. with MLB the Show because it looks so realistic. Anyway, it's like you're watching a real game. Yeah. And so they had a game going. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the broadcasters actually doing play-by-play on it. Oh, sweet. And and so they, they brought up this actually what we're talking about right now about teams playing in Arizona, and one of the things is, like we mentioned before, no fans in the stands, right? Yeah. And they said, well, you know, you'd think you know, it would be really quiet like that. You'd think it, it would be a whole lot easier to hear a trash can getting banged from the dugout. <laughs> oh, no. no fans in the stadium. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not even a real game. Oh, They're man. still throwing it at the Astros. That's a good dig. <laughs> That's a really good dig. It was. It was really good. It was funny. I liked it a lot. Good for them. Made me laugh. Yes. Um. So we mentioned no fans in the stands. Um. Seven inning double headers. No mound visits. Right. This is part of social distancing. Right. Oh, Which sure. I'm not entirely sure how that works. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. Unless everybody has a, a phone in their pocket, you just time out and start texting. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sure how that one works. Except for all the players that don't speak the same language as the person they're trying to speak to, <laughs> they have Google Translate. Yeah, yeah. or they'll do it like Didi with a bunch of emojis. 
<laughs> like this is what we're talking about. Okay, I got it. Pictures. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> okay. Understood. Okay. <laughs> instead of having instead of having signs of the catcher, you've got emo you've got designated emojis. Yeah. This is what this is what this emoji means. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're onto something there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Go so, uh, like college football when they hold up the signs with all the different things on <laughs> I it. I was just gonna say yeah. that. <laughs> Depending on if the pitcher's right handed or left handed. There's a picture of Will. Yes, there's a picture yes. of Will Ferrell at one of the first or third base coaches holding up a picture of Will Ferrell, and then the other guy's holding That's up. That's right. <laughs> the next time it's a picture of a tiger. <laughs> this could revolutionize. Could revolutionize baseball. <laughs> Streamlining it. Yeah, man. But the thing is, though, it's not going to be held up from the dugout because that's another thing, part of social distancing. Right. Since there's no fans in the stands, that's where the players are going to sit. They're going to sit six six feet apart in the stands, which. Uh, with the netting, I guess you could technically take the netting down, right? Yeah, you could. That's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that. Because um, if there's not a bunch of people there, then everybody's mostly safe. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's you could true. take most of the netting down. And there's typically uh, um, like a, a gate opening at field level from the stand. So that would be pretty, I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's interesting. That's for sure. Wait a minute. If if yeah. the If the players are in the stands and they're ready to get on the field at a moment's notice does that mean that they're grown men who took a ball glove to watch a baseball game <laughs> i'm just saying grown men wearing i guess it's their own name on the back <laughs> sometimes yeah but yeah they still have a glove at the ball field yeah i'm telling you this is going to revolutionize yeah, baseball a whole lot going on there's here. no longer going to be a stigma <laughs> All right, robot umpires, <laughs> so that the umpires don't yep, have, robo umps. don't have to stand so close to the back of the catcher. Yeah, which as a catcher, I would appreciate that. Yeah, I hated. Sometimes they'd really get down on top of you and tug your chest protector and things like that. It's like, jeez, just leave, leave me alone. I'm trying to work here too. Jeez. Yeah, it's awesome. But, but yeah, so robo umps, which I which I think we both figured was going to be a thing this year. Yeah, anyway, at right? some level, especially with the short season, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And then this is my favorite part out of all of this. This is like the one thing to me, one of the two things to me that really sticks out and is like absolutely perfect. And that is increased use of mic'd up players. That's an absolute must. Yep. Yep. If you can't have people at the game, you have to enhance the fan experience. And that is a great way to do it. Yep. And the other thing too, is this, this is obviously going to mean no blackouts, right? How could it? You can, yeah, you can't black out games. There's no exactly, there. which is another one of the greatest things ever. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can watch any game you want. You could watch baseball literally all day long oh. if they're playing double headers, oh. possibly triple headers. Oh yeah, dude. You know that's yeah. happening. Yeah, roll out of bed, turn it on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, this is this is the one problem I have with this whole thing. Just one. Okay, go is ahead. that I actually read this article. Uh, Oh, there's a lot of issues, but this is like, like the one like main logistical thing to me. Okay. Um, I read an article is about a month ago. It's around the time I was in Arizona. Uh, I was looking at stuff with Chase Field and things like that, and I guess they're having issues with the roof opening and closing. Oh, from what I what I understand. Hmm. And so they're what they're doing is they're actually exploring other venues. Like one of the things that they looked at was playing their regular season like their home games in vancouver canada at a stadium up there whoa 
So they're, they straight up were not going to use Chase Field if the roof didn't get fixed. Now, none of these spring training facilities obviously have a roof because they're like college right. fields, yeah. right? Yep. And the issue, the reason is because the owner and general manager said, we're not going to send our guys out there in 115 degree heat. It's a factor. Like, we wouldn't do that. I don't think Major League Baseball <laughs> would allow it. And now they're saying, oh, forget the heat. Who cares? Just go out there and play baseball. <laughs> like, it is hot yeah. in Arizona in the summer. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> That's too hot. Too hot to play baseball. Too hot to be not sitting covered up. Because if you're sitting in the stands and not in the dugout, there's no shade. Yeah, yeah most of the time. Like, some yeah. of them, I know surprise you'd have a little bit of, little bit of shade, but it depends on the time well, of day. Well, if you're up that high, you, it takes a minute to get back on the field. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That exactly. would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> From that aspect, from the fact that the Diamondbacks have already said we're not going to play in that kind of heat without a retractable yeah. roof, that to me says that alone to me says this isn't going to happen. So I that's really like the big thing for me why I don't think it's going to work. I mean, yeah. there's other logistical issues as far as um, like yeah they they say they're going to live in hotels and they'll be isolated from everybody and everything, but what happens if I don't know? I mean. Some of these guys are really young. Like, yeah. what if there's a booty call, you know? <laughs> guy goes out hey, and, man. and tests positive for COVID when he gets back. You know, I mean, that's I'm not a, That's a him. legitimate concern. I yeah. mean, it, it's a real thing that could happen, you know? Totally. I'm sure some of these guys have their Arizona girlfriends, and they go out, if they go out and they see them, and yeah. who knows? So, I'm sure you're right. No, that's awesome. That's a yeah. good thought. So I I don't think it's I don't think that necessarily will work, especially having that many. There's not a, there's there's not 15 venues. You can't have 15 games a day. As far as like I guess you could do morning yeah. and night, right? Yeah, you could like do you could have you'd have to. Yeah, you could have like the Mariners and Padres come in the morning, and then the Yankees and Yankees and Rays at the, at night. You know, but sure. But yeah, that that would be interesting. That would that would definitely have a high school and college feel. <laughs> It'd be like watching For a sure. a summer long college baseball tournament. Well, and but. not only that, but who's going to prepare all those meals? Yeah, because the whole restaurant industry is basically shut down here. Is it? Because you can get oh, carry you can dude. get carry out here pretty much everywhere. Yeah, some places you can get carry out here still, but not all of them. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that, and and I mean those guys, the spreads they have after those games that they're used to. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that being able to happen if any restaurants are shut down. And um, oh shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. Dang it! Oh anyway. man. <laughs> oh no, I remember. I I did see, despite all of the questions surrounding this whole thing and oddities that go with it, I did see guys like Nolan Arenado said, "Hey, if there's baseball to be played." I'll go. Joe Madden said, I'll play on the moon if it means we get to play baseball. Yeah. Which I understand because for these guys, they don't play, they don't get paid. So I'm sure that's right. part of that, part of that motivation. Well, and us as fans, we're like, well, do it. Right? Like, oh, yeah. We're I mean, sitting we all, around we so baseball, desperate. Right? Yeah. 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 So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been watching old games every yeah. week. At least one old game a week. Just I'm tired of watching games of standard definition. <laughs> yeah. It sounds snobby, but I am. 
dude, I watched the game the other day, and I was like, man, replay has come a long way. <laughs> and I also had the realization today that 2003 was not far removed, from, was really not that far removed from 1995. No, <laughs> the, the, no. That the styles people were wearing in the stands were very, very similar. <laughs> totally. Okay, but then the yeah. difference between 03 and, like, 2010 was dramatic. Yes. Whole world of a difference when you go to those yep. two. Yeah, it was insane. Absolutely it's, insane. It's very crazy. It wasn't long until things turned around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But there was one more proposal. Let's talk about this other proposal real quick. Yeah, um, we have to. This one's amazing. Yeah, I actually like this one better. Um, it doesn't yeah, mean do it's too. gonna. It doesn't mean it's going to work or it's going to happen. Um, what this one is, is they're actually just keep, let everybody go to their assigned spring training facilities or wherever they go. You know, the Yankees will be in Florida. Yep. The Mariners will be in Arizona. And instead of having National League and American League, basically the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League will just extend into the regular season. And then they'll That's right. align three divisions per league. Yeah. And let me lay out what the divisions look like proposed. Okay. Okay. So. In the Cactus League, they've got Northwest, West, and Northeast. So the Northwest is Milwaukee, Texas, San Diego, Seattle, Kansas City. The West is L.A., Cincinnati, Chicago, Cleveland, and Anaheim. Okay, get off my back. And then the Northeast (laughs) is Arizona, Chicago, uh, North, the Cubs, the Rockies, uh, San Francisco Giants, Oakland A's. And then in the Grapefruit League, they've got it broken down like this. North, South, East. North is uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Phillies, Tigers, Pirates. The South is uh, Red Sox, Rays, Braves, Twins, Orioles. And the East is Nationals, Astros, uh, Cardinals, Mets, and the Marlins. Mm -hmm. So that's how they'd be lined up for division races and everything. Yeah. And I think I, I kind of like that. It's like a cool little preview of any future realignment, right? Yeah. 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 I agree. If you were to split into East West instead of American league, national league, and then go geographically from there. Um, yeah, it'd be really interesting. And I'm assuming they'd have a, I think I saw they'd have a a universal DH this year. I didn't see that. I think I saw that in there, but I think it makes sense because huh. you're more likely to give a job than to take one away as far as yeah, the DH at this goes. Point. Yeah, this point. Where there's no league affiliation, no league alignment, it, it would make sense. They'd just be like, you know what? Sweeping a rule across. We'll give it a try, see how it goes. So. Oh. Oh, this got my <laughs> indigestion. <laughs> it's waiting Cause for this it. Because it's going to be a watershed moment, bro. Everybody else is going to be like, whoa, I kind of do, don't like the – you know that I have to go up there and hit like this. That 2020 was pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm like against it. Well, I know there are some pitchers who are really going to be against it. Like uh, I think Madison Bumgarner's one who said that he doesn't want the DH. That's probably part of the reason he stayed in the NL West. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Hit. Totally. I know Zach yeah. Granke likes to hit. Yeah. So, there are guys out there who like know. to, but I don't. I don't know. I prefer the DH, but honestly, like, I prefer the strategy that comes with not having a DH. That's what I think, too. So I think it makes baseball more fun, more dynamic, and it, yeah. it requires more of the people to be actual baseball players. 
Yes, it does. It does. That's absolutely. all. But we could argue about this for, you know, 50 years because that's how long people have been <laughs> arguing about it or more. We could. And maybe we'll actually do a segment on it in the, in the next couple weeks or something <laughs> because we could. nothing else is going on. So maybe we'll debate the DH. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, then that's what you call a tease. Yeah. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but i don't know i mean baseball take... family let us know what you think about these proposals yeah. i mean i can't come up with anything better if i could maybe i'd have a job with major league baseball i don't know um yeah i, d- I don't love everything about them but i think they're really just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks right yeah well and this, until the they sooner can... we get baseball the what do i care <laughs> yeah I mean? yeah i don't care anymore i, I know and and really really what it comes down to is how are they going to keep the players safe? How are they going to avoid a single exposure and diagnosis? Because once they get one, it's all yeah, shut down shut again, right? In. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's really what it all comes down to. And But speaking of COVID-19, everybody stay home, stay safe. Um, let's get this thing knocked out so we can get back to back to baseball. And when we get back from our COVID-19 PSA, we're going to talk about our games of the week. Yeah! COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Welcome back, baseball family. Like we said in the previous segment, we have been watching old games. Uh, We're super desperate, and we just need that (laughs) shot of baseball, and it's totally okay. So if you're in the same boat, welcome to the party. We... We each watched a game this week. Brad, which one did you watch? I watched the Bartman game. And tell us about it. I watched the Bartman game. For those of the you The Bartman d- game. Yeah, so that was Tuesday, October 14th, 2003, game 6 of the NLCS between yep. the Marlins and Cubs in Chicago. Okay. Now, this was actually a really interesting game to go back and watch because I watched it when it happened, but I was 17 at the time. So it was really just like, you know, just watching baseball for me, like whatever. But now watching, going back right. and watching, um, a the Marlins shouldn't like. I think the Marlins would have won that game anyway. Like, let's just put that there, okay? Okay. So, and and it all comes down. It still comes down to the eighth inning. But I think they. I still think they would have won that game. So. There really wasn't a whole lot of eventful stuff going on. Like, um, the Cubs scored one in the first, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. So going to the eighth inning, the Cubs had a three to zero lead, right? And at that right. point, it, it really had, it really was all Cubs because they still out hit the Marlins ten to nine. Um, the Marlins yeah. would get a hit here and there, but couldn't capitalize, couldn't do anything. That's, I mean, that's obviously why they didn't have any runs yet, you know. But yeah. that eighth inning was actually really really interesting to watch again so i'm just i'm just going to kind of go through the eighth inning and talk about how it went okay do it so yeah you've got mike mordecai leading off for the 
for the Marlins. Okay, you got Mark Pryor. He started the game, and he's he's gone this whole time. He's been he was pretty dominant. Like I said, the Marlins weren't able right. to do much against him. Most of the time, they would get like one guy on base, and then he'd get stranded. Yeah. So, and that's if they got anybody on base up to that point. So Mordecai leads off, fly out to left field. Nothing eventful. But this is this is the crazy thing about this whole thing, okay? And why I can kind of defend what Steve Bartman did that inning. So Mordecai fly okay. out to left field, okay? Juan Pierre comes up, and he hit a couple foul balls that direction, okay? He's fouling balls out of yep. play down the left field line. He gets a double. Yep. Now, Luis Castillo comes up. Let me get my notes up here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Lu- Luis Castillo was up. He fouled a bunch of balls down the left field line. <laughs> one of yeah. them happened to be the one that was right at the railing. And, I can, and you, you know, you watch it and you, you see Steve Bartman. He reaches over, reaches to the railing. But the guy sitting in front of him reached to the railing too. So I think if Bartman hadn't hit it, I think that guy would have hit it. Okay. Right. And Moises Alou okay. playing left field goes over there and he kinda he jumps up kind of against the wall to catch it. But I don't think he would have made the catch to begin with. Like You don't think so? No, I don't. Because of the way he was jumping and like cause, and the way he was gonna hit the wall and his glove and everything, I I think it made it might have hit his glove, but I think the wall probably would have knocked it out. If he if he'd have made a play on that ball. Because it was so close sure. to that wall. And I can see why the umpires too, and I, I know I kind of sound like a Steve Bartman apologist here, but I just want to like, I guess some reason to present some reason to this whole thing. Yeah, um, sure. And I, it's and, a huge deal. So yeah, I mean it was a really big deal, especially I mean with the history of the Cubs. But um, like from the umpire's angle, it, I'm sure it looked like he reached to the railing, which is perfectly legal. If the ball's in the stands, that's a fan's ball, and if you happen to make the catch, good on you, right? Right. There's nothing illegal yes. about grabbing a ball from a player as long as it's in the stands. That's perfectly legal. That's right. Yep. So I I could kind of see see from that perspective from where the umpires were were maybe their angle that uh that it looked like he reached to the railing and there wasn't interference, but I think if there was replay, it would have gotten overturned and Castillo would have been out. However, mm. okay, look at this. So okay. Luis Castillo ended up walking on a wild pitch. Juan Pierre, who was on second, goes to third. So you got runners on the corners, one out now. So Pudge Rodriguez comes mm-hmm. up, single to left. <clears throat> Juan Pierre scores. Castillo goes to Love second. Pudge. Okay. <laughs> let's take Castillo out of this whole thing. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's go two outs. Juan Pierre scores. Yep. Pudge on first. Yeah. Then you've got Miguel Cabrera, rookie. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, rookie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he comes up, and he hits a ground ball to shortstop. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was Alex Gonzalez. Goes to backhand it. Error. Hits off his glove. Bats away. So you've got runners on second and third now because um, – or sorry, I'm, I forgot we're taking Castillo out of this. So you would have runners on first and yeah, second. Right. You would have, <laughs> yeah. You would have Miggy on first, Pudge on second, two outs. Okay? Two down. Then you got Derek Lee comes up, double the left. Both those guys, right. like everybody scored. He cleared the bases. Sorry, yeah, for sure, that's not true. Miggy got to third, but still, Pudge comes around to score. I was like, wow, Miggy got all the way. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> maybe uh, I wasn't going to ask you because well, it's rookie Miggy. I think I, I think rookie Miggy could have scored from first, 
possibly, but um, probably, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they would have held him. They would have held him at third, regardless of two outs. So then you've got yeah, Derek Lee on second, Miguel Cabrera on third, and you've got three to one. Okay. Now Kyle Farnsworth comes in to pitch, and he walks Mike Lowell, which is funny to say now. Right. But, I mean, Mike Will had a great year that year, so I guess that's why they would walk him. He did. Um, that actually loaded up the bases. If they did still walk Mike Will, which I don't think they would. Um, actually, no, they would have. Sorry. I keep throwing myself off this whole what-if scenario that I'm doing. But <laughs> Right, we take Castillo out. Yeah, it yeah. changes everything. Yeah, but the bases would still be loaded because you've got Lee on second, Miggy on third, then you've got Mike Lowell on first. Now... Mike Mordecai comes back up again, double to left right. field. Yeah. Double to left field. Everybody scores on that one. That one clears the bases. Right. Okay. At that okay. point, that's a three, four to one game. Or four to three game, I think, at that point. Right? Anyway, I still think they would have scored at least four runs that inning. Long story. Right. Short. So you're saying if you take Castillo out, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter because they scored eight runs that inning. Yeah. And they scored. And they scored at least four before they got the second out. And what inning was this in again? This was in the top of the eighth. See, and that's what you just said in the last segment, right? How many yeah. times do you get to the seventh and eighth inning mm-hmm. and you chip at it, right? You, that's yeah. when things happen. Yeah. It's and, magical. And that all happened in one inning, right? Right. But at the same time, yeah. like if they had if they had just gotten, you know, two of the three and then gotten a couple more in the in the ninth, you know, like that's that's what you're missing out on with those with those uh seven inning double headers. But Yeah. But yeah. No, I feel like I just I just feel like the 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 Cubs like they wouldn't have won that game regardless. And then mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they would have had a better mental state going into game seven and maybe could have won and gone on and played the Yankees. I don't know, you know. It's it's really right. interesting to to look at that and see the the impact that it had, you know, and it's it went down for so long that Steve Bartman was now the goat and not the greatest of all time, but more along the lines of the Billy the Goat. The other way, yeah, yeah you the, know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it was just it was really interesting to watch, and and I don't feel like the Cubs necessarily melted down or fell apart. You know, there was the error, but at the same time, it was just like. It might have been just that little spark, though. you know, like you put spark on yeah. spark on gasoline and it explodes. And that might have been what it was is the Marlins just said, hey, there's our second chance. Let's take advantage. So I don't yeah, know. Totally. I don't know. Mentally, it could have all played out, out differently. But the way that it actually played out, if you don't take that, if you if you put that out in there, I feel like it would have. The result would have been the same. So interesting. I'm gonna have a link in the doobly doo if you want to go back and watch it as well because I did a horrible yeah, job. There's a bunch of um, bunch of Cubs fans <laughs> are not happy with you right now. I know, I know. It. We just probably <laughs> lost like half our listeners. <laughs> Denise is gone. There goes half yeah. the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Kyle I was gonna, I was gonna preface be like, okay, if you're a Cubs fan, go ahead and fast forward to when <laughs> Brig talks about his game. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh man! Yeah, so that's that's the Bartman game. It's really interesting to go back and watch. I found the whole thing on YouTube, commercials and everything. It was commercials for Matrix Reloaded. It had just come out on DVD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh that man. was it's like a little time capsule. Days. It was, it was fun. <laughs> it's it was awesome. Fun. 
All right, Brick. And were the beer commercials just as bad? Oh, uh, like they were. The, all the commercials all around were just were just worse. They were they were bad, not good. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't sure. have bought. I wouldn't have bought anything based on the ads on that game. Let's just say that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Where, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I switched my. But we I switched did. deodorant because of a commercial because of an ad campaign. So I am a sucker for <laughs> for ads. Yeah, we all are. That's why they do their job. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Well, Brig, go ahead and tell us about the game cool. you you watched and see if we can get some people back. Okay, so <laughs> it's funny. So <laughs> we're going to go back to overlapping again because that's what we do. Okay? Yeah, we do. We always overlap. My game had a wild pitch and was a game six of the World Series. And came down to base hits. can you guess no i'm just kidding and it's named after (laughs) a player (laughs) there were base hits shut up brad (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny my my game was also named after a very controversial moment and the player that perpetrated it oh did you watch the um the bill buckner game i did (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Bill Buckner game, also known as Game Six of the nineteen eighty six World Series. Yeah. Saturday, October twenty fifth, nineteen eighty six. Game started at eight twenty five Eastern. Shea Stadium, Queens. Okay. Now, just like you, this game was I mean, this was crazy. So mm-hmm. Boston comes out. Look, the way the series let me let me pull this up. I got it right here. The way the series breaks breaks down up to now is Boston won the first two games at Shea. Then the Mets won the second and third or the third and fourth game games at Fenway. And then they go to game five back at Fenway. Boston wins two to four. And here we are. Game six, Shea Stadium, okay? Now, Boston takes a lead in the first with a run. They extend the lead in the second with another run. New York goes scoreless, first two frames, three, four, scoreless, but all the way around. Fifth inning, scoreless for the uh, the top of the fifth inning. Boston scores none. Five, uh, two runs in the fifth for New York, Okay. So now it's tied 2-2 in the fifth. The sixth inning goes scoreless. Seventh inning, Boston goes up one. New York scores or z- no runs in the bottom of the eighth. Boy, I'm re- or the seventh. I'm really blundering this. <laughs> I feel like we're off tonight. What the heck's going on? Um, I don't know. Here's, here's the deal. The, it all comes down to the tenth inning. <laughs> I'm going to skip everything else. Okay, it all comes down to the 10th inning, and this is where I have all my notes, so it's going to be cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the deal. Two outs, nobody on to, to, you know, they start the 10th inning, bottom of the 10th inning, two outs, nobody on. Um, Boston scored two runs in the top of the 10th inning to take the lead, and it was 5-3, to Okay. 
Five to three, two outs, bottom of the tenth, Shea Stadium, and Mookie Wilson comes up to the plate. All right, he is facing relief pitcher or st- closer Bob Stanley. Bob Stanley comes in. He's a palm ball guy. Um, that's two weeks in a row for me. But anyway, um, the game was called by Vin Scully as well, which made it the whole thing just absolutely magical. Mm-hmm. So bottom of the tenth, nineteen eighty six. Okay. Tying run ends up through base hits. The tying run ends up on third with Mitchell, and then Ray Knight is at first with the go-ahead. Back to We're still at two outs. Mookie Wilson's at the plate against Bob Stanley, got subbed in. All right, now here, here's what happened. Nine pitches and six of them foul balls. Wow. Yeah. Nine, nine pitches. I think the first one was a foul ball strike one, two balls, followed by every, every. I think he fouled off almost every single pitch after that. Anyway, on the ninth pitch of the at-bat, friggin' Bob Stanley throws a wild pitch. Mitchell's paying attention at third. He scores, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Knight moves all the way from first to third. On the on the wild pitch, and Mookie Wilson's still up to the plate, so he steps, he jumps out of the way to avoid getting hit by the pitch. He jumps out of the way, gets back up, one scored. Now we got the go ahead on third, ninety feet away, and two outs, full count. Right here we go, uh, Mookie Wilson. He he gets the the next pitch. He hits. Uh, ground ball up to first base and it went right behind the bag and Buckner bends down and it went right between his legs. Oof. Oof. And there goes Ray Knight on a, on a ground ball, literally up the first baseline directly at Bill Buckner. He takes two half shuffle steps to the left, bends over. He doesn't get down on it. He bends Mm -hmm. over. And it goes right through his legs. Oh my gosh, man! I just I sat there like, oh, dude! <laughs> like, of all the blunders, and to be in the tenth inning like, in a World Series game, come on, man. man! That's the thing that's like, man, that whole thing is so frustrating. Especially you talk about how he doesn't get down. I yeah. feel like, and I, you know, this is after having watched the the Buckner error, and having grown up with the ball never gets by you in that situation, you know, especially right. first base. Like I was like, I would have maybe got down on both, both knees and blocked it like a catcher to make sure it doesn't end up in right field because yep. that that's <laughs> too big, too big of a moment. It's, just, it's unbelievable to think that he didn't actually get down on it. Yep. And uh, you're right because growing up, everybody, I heard nothing, but you get down on it, right? You get, yep. if you have to eat the baseball if it you might mm-hmm. it might take a bad hop and hit you in the face, but you do not lift up your head and you put down that knee like you get down, man. Yeah. And I yeah. it has to have come from this. I mean, really, it was I, monumental. I think it very well, could yeah yeah. Everybody everybody's seen it. Everybody knows about it. That you've got to get down on that ball no matter what it takes. Yep. So to have Vin Scully call it was was just amazing. To be you know Shea Stadium in '86. The Miracle Mets, they go on to force a Game 7, and they win Game 7 
obviously the whole thing is historic but yeah yeah now trivia trivia question it's not yeah. a question it's a it's a bullet point so if all you listeners out there here put this in your G Wiz collection this was the first <laughs> world series ever to implement the rule wherein the DH is only used in the American League ball fields during the World Series. Interesting. Gee this whiz, was, that in, yeah, that's, that's it, a good one. Isn't that good for your G-Wiz collection? I know. That I is know. a great one, yeah. I like that. I was going to quiz you on it later, but I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I didn't. <laughs> I was going to save a round, but I decided not to. I should have, yeah. though. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I like that a lot. If you haven't seen the Buckner game, I mean, the tension mounts constantly throughout the whole game, and and Vin mm-hmm. Scully, Vin Scully is a whiz. He has this amazing way of making you think he ha- he cares about every single thing that happens, and that you should too, you know. And he probably did, but to listen to him call mm-hmm. this game, it just it's just exactly what it should have been. Right, just the whole mm-hmm. experience yeah. was was perfect. Unless well, he's he's one of those guys that people say he could read the phone book or the dictionary and it would be interesting. Absolutely, this just guy because of his delivery. Yeah, it's amazing, and no homerism. But you, but you, you're convinced he's rooting for you to win. You know, I don't know. Yeah, amazing. Yep, unreal. So that, that was my game, game of the week. That's- that's that's funny that because that that was on my list of games to watch. I was, I was going to get around to it eventually because I'm sure we have a while before you know we have any yeah. actual baseball. Yeah. And so that was on my list, but I think I'm crossed off now. So yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll go yeah. watch it. Watch it for just for fun. You should. <laughs> you should. But really, you could fast forward all the way to the tenth inning. I mean, you, yeah. you re- you really yeah. could because it. Yeah. Everything and and really, if you wanted to watch just the one at bat, you could. Uh-huh. Vin Scully does a great job of recapping everything and making it very clear. You come in when they bring in Bob mm-hmm. Stanley, even it'd be it'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I felt about about the Bartman game. Is you could really just c- come in the bottom of the seventh, so you see that the Cubs have a a two to nothing lead, then they get that three nothing lead, then go in and watch the eighth inning. After yeah, that. and then really nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing happens after that eighth inning. Yeah, like bottom of the eighth, the the Cubs go down one, two, three. Uh, Marlins go down one, two, three. Top of the ninth, and then again bottom of the ninth, Cubs go down one, two, three. There is wow. literally no action or excitement after that eighth inning. <laughs> wow, that that's that's the game right there. Pretty cool, man. So, Pretty cool that it all can yeah, be decided cool. so quickly, right? Yeah, and that's the one. That's what we love about baseball, right? That, yeah. Like we said, like we said last week, you don't leave because you never know when the game is over. You got to get twenty-seven outs or plus if there's extra innings. And it's true. Yeah, yeah. There's no timer, so you're never out of it. But I love it. Well, you want to go ahead and wrap it, wrap it up for us, Brig? Yeah, man. Check it out, right? We love you guys. Thanks for listening with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for helping us survive this Corona craziness. I hope you're not sitting at home putting on the really struggle. Yeah. I hope you're not putting on the Corona 19 like I am, but I am packing it on (laughs) and it's bad. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for being here with us. Baseball family. We want to make sure 
that you have the best experience possible. So if you have uh, comments for us or anything you want to bring to our attention, please do it through the mailbag. You can contact us at baseballtogether.com and 9 Plus S VIP group on Facebook is a great option. Don't forget to jump on the shop and grab yourself something nice as well. We just started doing masks. Okay, we're yeah. get, get your Corona mask. Get your baseball-themed Corona mask. Uh, maybe we can put a link in the doobly-doo on those. Yeah, uh, we'll do that. Yeah, so anyway, 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. You can get the stuff we're wearing. Um, you can get a bunch of stuff we aren't wearing because we can only wear a couple things at, at a time, okay? <laughs> and uh, and that's that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. Hat and a shirt. That's about it at this point. That's all I got. But, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, don't forget to jump on baseballtogether.com. There's something coming soon. Very soon there will be something new besides just the podcast every week because you can watch and listen to the podcast each week on baseballtogether.com. And like Briggs said, submit to the mailbag. We want to do another mailbag uh, segment here coming up. Yeah. Maybe in the next week or two. Ooh, let's, let's get yeah. some stuff submitted Folk to the mailbag. Show. We'll do some of that. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. And baseball family, stay safe out there, and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.